Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, we are diving back into the world of party princesses. Now, I spoke with someone who kind of dabbled in that a few months ago, and we covered it, just kind of scratched the surface. We talked to her kind of about uh, her voiceover work, being um, a backup dancer to Wayne Newton. So she had a lot of other things going on, too. My guest today, we're going to dive much deeper into the party princess world. If you're a longtime listener, you know I spoke with uh, people that were in party mermaiding, I guess you would, would call it. And I mentioned that to my guest today as well. But I wanted to kind of just get a little bit more information on uh, this interesting profession. It's a kind of a, I don't know if I would call it a hobby, you know, like the cosplayers I spoke with before. This is really a, a profession. I'm speaking with Caitlin Stockton, who is uh, a Florida resident. She's from Florida, born and raised. She just graduated uh, from the University of Central Florida. And for the last few years, she has been a party princess. So she you know, gets dressed up as you know, the, your, your kid's favorite princess, goes to their birthday party, goes to their event, dances, sings, does activities with them, takes pictures, just makes a magical, magical time uh, for those kids which is such an interesting thing. I'm sure you've seen you know, people dressed up as, as princesses before, probably at some of your favorite parks like Disney. Um, but this is kind of different. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit of how they're able to you know, do these princesses with uh, maybe not Disney's blessing. There's a, a good reason for that, and, and uh, Caitlin will cover that. Uh, I, I really enjoyed speaking with her. I learned so much. I love to hear about these interesting uh, hobbies and professions just things that most of us would never even think about some of the funny stories about you know being someone who you know dresses up and and acts like uh, people's favorite uh, favorite characters on on cartoons i think it's really really a fascinating thing caitlin is an awesome person she was so gracious with her time and uh, and uh just answered all the questions that i had about uh something that i know very little about um, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have princesses at my birthday parties growing up, but uh, I'm, I think it would be awful cool. So I really, uh, I know that Caitlin does an amazing job with that, and uh, I will tell you that some of this was, not some of it, this whole thing was was uh, recorded several months ago for various scheduling reasons. Uh, it's just now coming out. Um, so some things that she says, uh, you know, like just finishing school. Um, it's already happened. At the end, I'm going to clue you in on exactly what she's doing these days. Uh, but yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Whether you're, you know, needing a party princess, whether you never need one, just hearing the the life of of someone who most weekends dresses up and uh, and p- puts on a show. I think you're uh, you're going to enjoy this. Here is Caitlin Stockton. I'm here today with Caitlin Stockton. Caitlin, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So the reason that I have you on, um, kind of like some of these, the other 
interviews I've done in this series of, of talking to people that are in kind of interesting professions and hobbies. I posted one on cosplay. I posted one um, on people that do mermaid work, just interesting things that I, I know very, very little about. Your particular area is in um, you know, princess work, and I'm going to kind of get into what that means just because I know that it's a kind of a fine line of exactly what kind of princess work it is. I want to I mention that, but before we get to, uh, to all that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, I'm a born and raised Floridian. I've lived here all my life. I did just move to Orlando in 2020. And that's kind of where I started doing a little bit of uh, party princess work. Um, I'm also currently, like you said, a student at UCF. I'm getting my bachelor's in entertainment management. And this is my last semester, thankfully. So we hit the long run. (laughs) Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So UCF, I assume that's University of Central Florida. Yep, that's our um, big local college that we have. I got you. Very cool. So let's let's kind of get into the the princess work. Uh, you said that you, you did. Did you only start it in twenty twenty? So you haven't been doing it for too long. Is that right? Yep. Um, with the current company I am at, I've only been doing it for a year, but I was with another company just for a couple of months as well. I got you. So what what got you into that? What made you decide? Hey, I. I want to I want to start going to, to parties and, and dressing up like a princess. Well, ever since growing up, it is kind of like a little girl's dream of like, oh, I want to work at Disney. I want to be a princess. So that was obviously there, too. Um, and I mainly wanted to move up to Orlando in general for um, Disney and uh, UCF as well. Of course, it's a really great college here. And the way I got started in the first company I worked with was actually a friend that I met at a Disney audition. It was just out of the blue. And of course, when you go to auditions, there's uh, hundreds of people there. So you're just trying to make friends with whoever you can. And she was a really sweet girl. And she asked me if I wanted to join her and another friend of hers um, working for their new coming uh, party princess company. So, of course, I'm like, heck, yeah, of course, I'd love to join. Um, And I did a few little things with them. It was mainly um, photo shoots. And we had... One or two couple of events just because starting a company, just like any other company, is always a rough start. But we did a lot with what we can and they had really excellent costumes and they made sure they put lots of high quality, lots of money into getting the costumes and the wigs. Um, and then after that, I joined the company that I'm at right now with Tutu Tales. And with that, I just wanted to endeavor more into doing more parties and Tutu Tales has been around for five plus years. So they really had a great establishment up here. It's actually one of the biggest companies here in Orlando um, for the party princess industry. And um, it's been a lot of fun so far. And I really love working with them just because they get so many opportunities and it's really a fulfilling thing um, to be these characters that little kids are looking forward to meeting especially if they've never met them before and getting that one-on-one experience with them yeah no i'm sure that's really cool when i was talking to the the mermaids they were talking about one of them joked about hey this i told my parents when i was three years old i was going to go up to be a mermaid and i lived out my dream (laughs) so i'm sure this you know the whole princess thing is kind of that that same thing where you you get to kind of live out the dream as of of a kid i'm sure most most little girls want to be a princess when they grow up and something that you've kind of been able to do. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that's kind of cool for sure. So tell us just what it means to, to be a party princess. What, what exactly is it that you're, that you're doing? Yeah. Um, 
It really has become a big important thing in my life and something that I feel so fulfilling. I grew up um, helping with kids and kids ministry for like five plus years. So I already had that good interaction, but being the a princess for a party, whether it be a surprise, the child knows that you're coming. It's just very fulfilling seeing how their eyes light up and they're so excited and really getting that connection with them because of like theme parks like Disney and Universal where they have their characters, but you only get maybe five or so minutes with them until you have to hurry off to go do something else or they hush you out of the room before you meet someone else. So really getting that long time, spending time with um, the kids and having the kids really get to know you and ask the questions they've been wanting to ask is really fulfilling just seeing how much they love it and seeing how much they really care. There's been so many like long hugs and sweet remarks that really just makes it my, for me, feel so special. And I can only imagine how special it feels for them too. And their parents watching as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you mentioned that you work for a company. So what does that look like? Is it you know, do you have certain things booked every weekend? Is it like, Hey, we've got this available. Do you want to do this? Do you have, I mean, there's a lot of questions to this. Do you have certain characters that you do specifically for this company and no one else does them? So every time they need such and such, you're the one that does it or how does that, what does that look like? So with the company that I'm at, um, we do a wide array of characters. Um, of course, all the princesses, but we also include mascots, superheroes, all the above. Um, essentially, a lot of the new characters that we get to are just clients that ask for whoever they want. And usually if we're able to do in the time frame, we'll be like, sure, we've got it. <laughs> but the way it's set out for me, um, there's because our company is so established too, we have different tiers where we essentially have full-time and part-time and kind of seasonal in a sense where I'm full-time. So I get to work every single weekend. I get the first dibs on the gigs that are set out and it's all arranged in a way for what characters fit best for me. And a lot of characters that I've been trained for, because we have different training sessions that we try to do for um, everyone who's working there, just so we're giving our clients the top tier professional uh, performers that we have. It's not necessarily set out in a way where I only do one character or no one else is a character. It is more on the basis of who we have going out that weekend and who could fulfill it. And luckily, um, I've been able to display a wide range of different types of characters and kind of characters. Essentially, I've been able to do have parties for all the princesses, in a sense, one way or another, whether that be for birthday parties, events. And luckily, because I am on the top tier, I get the first dibs on the, the parties. So I'll be able to have the most parties coming in um, for me every weekend. And it is my one big income that I have. It pays the rent, pays the bills, <laughs> just because of how much we do charge for this um, the performance that we have for these cakes, for these parties, and a wide array of activities. And again, because it is, I keep saying it is one of the biggest companies, but I mean, it really is. And it's well known around the Orlando area where we get 20 to 30 parties a weekend. That always changes, but usually like even just that being the normal number is huge. Yeah, I I, I would have never guessed that it would be that much. So yeah, that is that is huge. I want to kind of break down, you, you mentioned that it's, you know, it's not a, a cheap thing. So I want to break down exactly what it is that you do at these parties, obviously show you show up as 
you know, the, the kid's favorite princess, but what exactly is happening after that? Yeah, absolutely. So with our parties, um, there are different times that we could have scheduled, whether it be a 30 minute, an hour, a 90 minute or beyond. What a typical party looks like is that we come in, we make sure we greet everyone, say hi to the birthday girl or birthday boy. Um, and we'll try to do pictures. Um, and we have a few activities that we'll do as well, um, such as doing games with them like limbo, or we could play hide and seek with a little theme plush that we have, or we'll definitely sing and dance along too. If the performer feels comfortable singing, she could sing um, with an instrumental track. And when I say try to do pictures, it always kind of fluctuates within the child too. If it is a younger child and she's very shy and standoffish, then I like to kind of feel out the party and say like, okay, well, maybe we could do singing and dancing until she gets comfortable. And then maybe later we could do pictures. Because of course, that's one of the number one priorities for the parents is getting pictures for their memories. And then near the end of the party, I like to save the very end to sing happy birthday before we depart. So we'll sing happy birthday. And something very special that we do with our company is we'll have a whole coronation ceremony where we get to ask um, the birthday girl if she wants to become a princess. So we'll ask her a couple of questions like, do you promise to always have love and kindness in your heart? Do you promise to always go on lots of adventures? I like to theme it based off the different characters that I portray too, because it connects them with the story more. And we'll give them a certificate specifically signed by that character and has the princess's name on it, as well as giving them a little tiara to really signify that she's a princess. And that's probably one of my favorite parts too is just seeing the tiara and it's a very nice one too it's not like high above like obviously like the one that we wear but it is like kind of in a metal so it looks really real not just some plastic one we buy off the dollar general so it really makes them feel like this is a real tiara given by my idol this princess that's here today <laughs> no that's that's really cool and the next question it's kind of a a tough one because i don't know exactly how you know, how you should, you should answer it, but obviously Disney is they're you know, they're tough when it comes to their intellectual property. And I know everyone, you know, I've, I've kind of looked at, at websites of different, you know, party princesses um, and they, you know, you have to kind of skirt things. So what happens in your particular area? Are you, you know, happen to be, you know, the, I don't even know what the names are come up with, but, but what exactly does that look like? I don't think you guys are like a licensed Disney product, correct? Definitely not. No. <laughs> yeah. So um, the way that typically works, I will say that I don't exactly professionally know how we go about it with um, I guess you could say the whole transaction of doing the parties and everything on the business side of it. But what I do know is um, like on the website and anything that we promote for certain characters um, that Disney has created itself, such as Elsa and Anna and Raya, we could we can't use those words technically. So we'll say like for Raya here, do you want to book the warrior princess or for Elsa, you could book the snow princess. But what we can do is for characters that were created in storybooks, such as the ones by the Grimm brothers or by um, Hans Christian Andersen, like the Little Mermaid and um, Cinderella. We can say if you want to book Ariel and Cinderella because Disney doesn't technically own those stories. 
they just created their own version of it. So we're able to mingle a little bit in that way. Right. No, I think that's a, a big thing. Obviously, Disney's awesome and that kind of helps you pay the bills. But at the same time, they're very intense on on their IP when they really have done a lot of uh, borrowing as well. So I always think that's kind of kind of funny. But tell us, you know, you, you mentioned a, an average uh, party and how it works. You've been doing it for a little while. You've done quite a few parties by now. Is there any interesting things that happened, any crazy things that have, have happened that uh, maybe out of the norm for, for a normal party? Absolutely. Um, it's funny you mention that too, because it's very past weekend. Um, I was able to be friends with Aurora and it wasn't just Aurora, it was Ballet Aurora. So because we're also a party production company, we could kind of elaborate with our characters too. So she still had her normal blonde curly hair. We had her um, necklace and tiara that she wears, but we had this pink tutu that's kind of fitting to the character that a client specifically requested to have. So I got to do that party this past weekend, which was so much fun. It was for a one-year-old, which obviously for one-year-olds, you can't do too much for. It's mainly for the pictures, but there was a few other kids that were there as well. And with the different types of characters, I... I, of course, really try to portray the characters and I do my own little bit of like character studying by watching the movie to kind of get myself in the mind space. But because it's ballet Aurora, I made sure to have like little ballet arms. And with that party, I was even able to elaborate teaching them a little bit of like um, some ballet dances, more just moving your arms around, given these are kids who are around four, six, seven, um, and just moving around a little bit. But it was very sweet because they all participated, even this one little boy. It's very cute when the boys like to participate as well. Um, and they completely loved it too. And the clients, I didn't know at the time, but they did ask for someone who was um, ballet trained. And I'd only taken ballet in like middle school, but you still remember the arm poses because ballet is very strict. So I still had that in the back of my mind and at least try to prove to the client a little bit like you wanted ballet Aurora. So I'll give you a little bit more of ballet than just the Princess Aurora. And that was a very fun um, party to be able to be a part of. You know, you, you mentioned that most of the kids are, you know, five, six, seven. D- does this ever get booked? And this is the same thing I asked, you know, the, the mermaids. Is it ever where maybe they're just a little pa- past, you know, the, the point where they should have this or maybe they're just a inquisitive kid that you're just really not quite buying this whole thing and really kind of pound you for, for details? Well, there's always the kids that will question you for sure, whether it be they're younger or older. I personally haven't had a, been a, or been a part of a party that the child's age exceeded 10 years old, I'd say. Usually that's kind of when it stops. I know a friend of mine, um, she actually had a Kim Possible party and the child was 16. But still, um, it was more, I think, when you hit that age, it's more of the fun aspect because we do include a bunch of activities that regardless what age you are, you still want to play limbo. You'll still do freeze dance and all these other activities. But even when they're as young as like three, four, five and on, there's always the kids that will question you and those keep asking you lots of questions. And because I've been doing this for long, I've gotten very good at improving a lot of good answers where usually it'll make them believe like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of the adds that adds that layer because you are trying to portray a certain character. So you got to 
I always worry, like, again, with, with the mermaids, there wasn't, you know, they're playing their own characters, so they can really just improv everything. I worry about a kid that's just super knows everything about this one thing. And maybe you don't give the correct answer. You really have to be on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny you mentioned the mermaid parties too, because that is also one of the things that we offer too. And because we're located in, Orlando, um, in Florida, that's definitely one of the biggest things in the summertime is having mermaids as well. And I've definitely gotten those questioning kids. I'd even say mermaids is probably the trickiest too, just because you have something attached to your body that needs to look fantasy-like, but also realistic. And of course, when you're when my company is purchasing these things, it's kind of hard to have something that slips on. It has to be so skin tight, look very realistic. And one of them does kind of have a zipper that we have to tuck in and for like a little zipper pack. But of course, if the child sees that, then obviously that's just all they're going to be seeing and all they're going to be talking about the entire party. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I learned all about there's cloth towels or silicone towels. Silicone towels mm-hmm. is where it's at. There's where the but those are like $2,000. So that's some, that's some uh, benefit or some big investment for sure. But enough with, enough with the mermaid part. We're, we're talking about princess. <laughs> How much work goes into, we're talking about, you know, the, you know, the, what, what you need to, to be a mermaid. How much work goes into the costuming of, of these princesses? Obviously you do quite a few different ones. Do, do you have these costumes? Are you going to your, your company who provide these? And then what, what, what's the craftsmanship like behind that? I, I'm sure it's not necessarily a, you know, a, a one that you're going to find at the costume store. It's a little bit, a little bit better made than that. Yeah. So um, we recently invested in getting a whole warehouse, actually, that holds our costumes because we also do mascots. So those are a little bit of bigger pieces that we need to hold. Um, it was kept at the venue that um, my manager also owns but we just needed a bigger space for always getting more characters we have over 200 characters that we're able to um have for parties but we have this big warehouse that um we've gotten which has been a big blessing and it is very nice being able to go somewhere that's very big and have it be very organized um and we have these rods that have all the costumes that are going out and everything that isn't is put in the back Um, And they made sure they have everything labeled for every person that's coming in. So I'll have my own section with my name on it for on the rods and on the shelves to pick up like different like tiaras or wigs. And one way that they've created to make it even more organized is having sign out sheets. So we'll have these sheets for each character for each part that we do to sign off our name and the date for every single piece that we need for the character that we're portraying, as well as different things they've added for the party, such as um, like they'll give you like a little limbo feather bowl for limbo or the ribbon wands for dancing. And for more elaborate parties that are um, over an hour, sometimes they'll ask you to do face paint and balloon twisting, which is a whole separate thing, but they'll make sure they cater to have that to make sure that you have those things and to make sure that they're signed off. And when you return, that it's been returned. Yeah. So it sounds like they put a lot of, a lot of thought into the costuming. What about the actual training of the, uh, the characters? Are they, I mean, is it more about kind of this, the look and making sure that you look like a character? You just talked about balloon making. Are they training you, <laughs> you know, how to be these characters and how to make balloons? I'm just kind of, whether they're just free for all, or there's actually like a, a mermaid boot camp to make sure you you've got it all down. 
Oh, absolutely. I just said With, mermaid. I meant princess boot. <laughs> it's all right. It's a similar realm. <laughs> but um yeah, so definitely with the people who are full-time, we really try to make sure they have training for all the parties that they do so they're not completely blank on what's happening. Um, I personally have training for um, all of the big princesses, essentially, like, I guess you could say, like, all the Disney princesses. We made sure we had training. And what goes into that is um, we'll watch, like, a short snippet of the story we have this whole um, document someone else has made just summarizing the character um, and different places that's in their story different people um, different poses we really make sure we almost keep it disney-esque with as professional as we can um, to being as much like the character because it helps the children everyone else believe that they're the character so we'll do that. There's a lot of vocal training that we'll do where we'll play a little snippet of the movie, try to mimic it, and they'll help say that, oh, maybe you need to say it a little bit in a higher pitch tone, lower pitch tone. And we, another very good thing that we do is they'll give us time to create our own storylines, which is very important for, um, especially when you're starting out new, you're obviously in a new environment, new space. And so there'll probably be a lot of quiet moments, but at least having these stories, just little, little bits to say really helps at least for you to be able to say something and always good to have in your back pocket whenever there's a blank moment. Obviously, a lot of people like look at, you know, podcasting and think, oh man, I don't know how you, how you do that. But I honestly don't know how you, you do this type of work just because two things, one, it takes a lot to be the center of attention, which you certainly are when, when you do this and have to be the center of attention um, for, you know, somebody that's not yourself. You have to be on your toes to, to make sure that you, you know, you've got it all down pat and then just to, you know, compound it. Now you're the center of attention for a bunch of little kids, which they're, they're tough <laughs> critics. I, I just don't know how you would do that. That's uh, I, I don't envy that, but it sounds like you have a lot of fun with it. It is a lot of fun. I will say it really does take a certain type of person to really want to do this. And it really has to be the person that isn't just looking at this for the money or how far you have to drive or what you have to do. It really comes from a love of you being with these kids and really showing them that you're a princess and really making them feel like the same kind of feeling of being a princess and being special and you're visiting me for this special day. Yeah. So how long do you, you think that, that you're going to do this? Is this just a college role? Is it something that you see for the, you know, the foreseeable future? Are you already thinking about how you're going to play the, you know, the fairy godmother at some point or, or <laughs> what, uh, how long do you think this, you're, you're going to participate in something like this? Yeah, I definitely don't think it'll go as long to be a fairy godmother type of point, but it is something that I've found that I really do love. Um, hopefully, I'll be still a part of it for the next couple of years, but definitely working on um, my degree and working up to having a career in that is a very big motive for me. Um, so I think I'll definitely keep it um, turn into more of a side job as much as I can, but I definitely savor all the moments and all the parties that I've been able to be a part of. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, the, the future once, once, uh, you know, the, the TROs are, are gone, what, uh, what do you hope the future holds? I know you're getting a degree, but what's the ultimate goal with that? Um, good question. 
Not that I have anything too planned out, but one of my biggest goals is to work in the theme park industry. While I do love performing the theme park industry with getting my degree, I really want to work more on the managing side of it. Um, and over in Orlando, we do have a new theme park coming up in a couple of years. I believe right now they said 2025, but Universal is looking to have a whole new theme park called Epic Universe. And I'd love to be a part of that and be a part of a brand new theme park to Orlando with so many new areas and new things they're bringing to it and being able to manage the entertainment and production side of that one day. No, that's awesome. I, I, I sh- that, that's a tough question, but you answered it really, really well. My day job is I work for a, a university in advising. So I ask you, I ask, you know, hundreds of students that same question. And most of the time they just look at me blankly and like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> so you did an awesome job. I think, uh, you know, that having that goal obviously is a, you know, now, now I'm going into advisor mode. I don't mean to do that, but having, <laughs> uh, having that goal is a, is a huge thing. It's something to set your sights on. Obviously, if that's not exactly what happens, you know, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get devastated if that's not where you, your, your path leads, but it, having that goal is a huge thing. I think that's really awesome for sure. Absolutely. I agree. At least something just to look forward to and strive to. Absolutely. For sure. Well, tell us how we can, uh, we can connect with you. People want to see a little bit more about, uh, Caitlin, uh, about, uh, some of the roles that she does and maybe even the, the company that you work for, uh, if they're in the, the Orlando or, or just Florida area in, in general. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, too, we do connect to people outside of the U.S. um, through uh, different Zoom calls and stuff like that. Uh, The company that I work for is called Tutu Tales Party Productions, and you could find their um, website online. We also have an Instagram where um, we've been really good at keeping up with different characters that we have and different people portraying those different characters um, on Instagram. And I also mainly just solely have my Instagram where I've been posting um, just more of my personal things and also a few um, characters I portrayed as well that I've had lots of fun being able to be. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So that was Caitlin Stockton. Amazing person. So glad she joined me. As you can tell, she's just got that passion for, you know, entertainment and the passion for just making making people happy and i think that's exactly why she's so successful at at what she does Um, i'm going to put her information in the show notes put information to the company she works for if it's anything you're interested in you know just like i said with the mermaiding reach out to her reach out to the company she said that her company even puts people in contact with maybe other companies or or uh, puts puts you in contact with a way to to set this up in zoom so I do think that it's it's possible for anyone, no matter where you're listening, to to get uh, get involved and, and have your favorite princess come to your party. Uh, but like I said, if that's not something that maybe is, is you're gonna do, you're saying, Jackson, I am 40 years old. I'm a man. Probably not gonna have a princess come to my party. Uh, first, I would say, why not? You certainly still can. But second, I would say, I think you still probably enjoyed listening to this conversation because it's just an interesting profession, something that not a lot of people do. Um, definitely kind of outside these parks. Uh, I, I think that it's just such a, a such a cool thing, and I'm really glad that, that Caitlin joined me. Um, what she's doing now. We talked at the very end just a few moments ago about what the future holds for after graduation. Well, graduation has happened, and I can tell you, 
what the immediate future held for her. She graduated with her degree, and now she works at Legoland in Florida in entertainment. What that is exactly, I'm not uh, not 100% sure, but I can guarantee you whatever she's doing, I'm sure she's uh, helping put smiles on people's faces just because that's the kind of person she is. So I know that she's doing that. I know that she's still doing the Party Princess thing, still with that company. So I wish her a lot of success with that. I know that she doesn't need it because she's already rocking things out, and I think uh, the future is bright for her, uh, whether it's... Uh, moving up 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 in legoland or with some other park uh, i look forward to seeing exactly what uh, caitlin has in store um, but yeah i really appreciated her time appreciated you being here go check her out on social media of course if you haven't already go follow us on social media on not enough podcast on instagram jacksnuff.com not enough with Jack Snuff on Facebook. Go give us those five stars on Apple and on Spotify. Go write that review on Apple. Really appreciate all of that. Um, but thanks for being here. Thanks, Caitlin. And uh, take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think. Or, hey, maybe even both. But until then... Keep being awesome.